Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Jerry, I'm curious, where was the pivotal moment for you when you put a stake in the ground and you said, hey, you know what, I'm going to be different. Like what transpired in your mindset that caused you to go on that trajectory? Hey, Rudder Nation, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rut, the podcast that shares encouraging stories and practical tools to help pull you out of your rut into a life worth living in the areas of your faith, your family, and your career or business. I'm your host, Jerry Dugan. And in this episode, we're going to be joined by a group of friends I gathered while I was attending Podcast Movement 2022 in Dallas, Texas. We're going to be talking about goals, why you should have them and why not you should have them. So how do, how do goals change your life and what makes them work really is what we're going to nail it down to because one of the members in our panel does not use goals and she shares quite deeply why that's the case. And when you dig deeper, though, you find out she has the other elements that make goals also successful. So we're going to be talking about goals as well as a cautionary tale to keep in mind when using written goals. So sit back and relax unless you're trying to drive a semi truck that you hijacked from a National Guard armory, which you really should not, because I think just a hunch here, I think that's a federal offense. Uh, and it's just downright dangerous. Don't do it. Um, so that disclaimer is said, let's begin. All right. Hey, everybody uh, in Rudder Nation. This is Jerry, just like I said in the introduction. Uh, and I have here with me in the HubSpot booth, Eric Nevins from Christian Podcasters Association. How are you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. Really happy to be here. Thanks, Jerry. Awesome. And then I've got Chief Excitement Officer Shay Sparks from The Power of Investing in People, also the Lima Charlie Network. Shay, how are you doing? Uh, well, of course, I'm excited. Yes. yes. Yeah, you got to be Chief Excitement yes, Officer. Yes, exactly. So. <laughs> and then to my left and everybody's ears uh, is Aaron Walker. He is the the founder and the guy behind Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind Group. Uh, and we were supposed to get you on the show way back when, and um, we failed. So I'm glad we finally fixed that. Hey, so. Jerry. Thanks for having me, buddy. <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Now, what I roped you all into is to have a conversation about the, the power of having goals, whether they're written, preferably written, uh, and then how goals have shaped your success in life. And uh, I guess ladies first, uh, Shay, if you want to share with us, you know, the power that having goals has had in your life. Mm, well, first of all, I learned to give up goals. I know that's going to go oh, cower. Wow. The counter gonna, argument. Uh, to the yeah, whole it's going to be like everybody's going to be like, "What? Oh my god!" Cut this. No, I'm no it's over. I can't <laughs> turn it off. No. So I had been gotten attached to the goal that I had set for myself so yeah. much that it, when I didn't achieve it, I got into this like self-destructive behavior of beating myself up, that inner negative critic that we all have. And when I started to let the goals go and use more affirmation statements and use more intentions on what I, what my goal was to set out to rather than actually having a, a specific smart goal, quote unquote, life changed. And that's when things really started to take off, pick up momentum. And, you know, things just really fell into place after that. Nice, nice. And that is something worth touching on in a moment, but I want to give uh, Aaron a chance to chime in and then uh, we'll, we'll think about Eric. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, I'll be the counterbalance, okay, because I'm very goal-oriented. I have been 43 years now in my career. 
but about, uh, I guess, 10 years ago, I was sitting on the patio with a couple of buddies of mine, and I said, hey, I want to have this many mastermind groups. I want to make this much money. I had retired, you know, 12 years ago. And uh, I said, I want to do this thing financially. And uh, I got really focused. I uh, had written tasks for each goal. Uh, there were things that I wanted to do each and every day. And I doubled all of the goals because of the intensity of the focus. And I think the accountability to have somebody that walks with you daily, uh, that meets with you weekly, uh, that helps you stay in touch with those tasks. Because, you know, when you're goal-oriented, uh, sometimes when they're three years out, it becomes a very arduous task oh, yeah. to stay at that heightened awareness. And that's where the accountability really came into play. So, yeah, laser focus, very clear written goals. Uh, you can crush it. If you stay yeah. focused. Now, did you have those broken down into daily tasks? Everyone. Well? Yeah. yeah. We use Brian Moran's 12 week year and oh, okay. each and every day we know exactly what it is that we're to do. All right. And Eric, how have goals changed I'm, your life? I'm just writing that reference down. <laughs> 12 week year. I need to get, I, I've heard of him and I need to do book. that. Yeah. You know, so, so I'm actually probably in between both of you. So I absolutely have had a ton of, a lot of success with writing down my goals. Uh, and then sometimes uh, my best, my, my best way to reach goals to get convince myself is to actually have more of a skill based, um, goal, I guess maybe where, where I'm much more invested in if it's, uh, something that's like, I want to acquire the skill. I want to learn. So when I wanted to learn podcasting, that was what, how I had to do it in order to make myself get there because I'm not just. I want to talk yeah. with a deep baritone voice. You, sorry, I didn't that's mean to do that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm going to add that to my skill goal. No, I don't think I can learn that. <laughs> we all have our limitations. Uh, I know, right. Yeah. It's, okay. so, it's just an upper limit challenge. Right. Yeah, right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, for me, I mean, I think the first written goal I had in my life, I was about 14 years old. And, you know, when I was looking at the family around me, I, I had three uncles who were going through divorce and they were not handling it well uh, to the point where they were pretty much abusive or neglective to neglecting towards their kids. And I'm like, is this what life is like? I don't like this. You know, if I go hang out with my cousins, we were the family that your security guards in the stores would follow around. And oh my like, goodness. Wow. You know, this is so odd. Like this doesn't happen to any of my friends. And and so I, I started and now kind of cocky and maybe Joseph from the Bible kind of style of writing the goal down. I wrote it down in Christmas cards and I gave them out to people in my family. And I just said, Hey, I want you to know that my goal in life is to change the trajectory of this family so that when we walk into a store, security is not following us and they know our names in a good way that you'll see our names on buildings that, that we are known for graduating from college, all that stuff. And, and, uh, some of them took it really well. <laughs> Some of them are like, who are you, you cocky little bleep, bleep, bleep. And, uh, and so wound up being the first one to graduate from college, uh, joined the army. I was probably the first cousin to not live at home in his twenties. Um, and it wasn't until I hit my thirties that some of those cousins started to come back and remind me that because of that card, I held onto that card and I, I went to community college and got an associate's degree. And so like I was doing the thing and I'm like, wow. Uh, Jerry, do you realize that you change family trees? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't just you. Right. Yeah. This is going to go on. So, man, way to go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What a legacy. Uh, and powerful. The, the next goal off of that was I need my kids to be better than me. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm the standard, but that they're better people. They got mm. better character. And, and true enough, they handle stress way better than I do. And um, my daughter handles relationship issues way better than her mom and dad do. And you know, a great sense. lesson in this is it was a mindset shift that you implemented action. It wasn't just a pipeline dream. 
uh, it was very goal oriented, but you were very focused and took actionable steps. And so here you are today. And then listening to all four of us, I mean, we've got, you know, I do similar what Aaron does where you have like a three to five year plan, you break it down in milestones. And I have that for things like, uh, you know, publish a book or, you know, do so many speaking engagements. Uh, and then, so there are daily activities for those. Uh, but then there's the, the broader vision. Why am I doing this? And, uh, and then, you know, what are skills I need to pick up? So Eric mentioned, you know, some skill based type of goals. And then Shay mentioned, you know, not doing them because you, you pick on yourself too much. And right. But yeah. you did the affirmation. Yes. Literally, you wrote down the affirmation, yes. which is what I that's what I believe in. Definitely yeah. writing down the affirmation part of it. And that's the key thing, I think, because I mean, we're going to have seasons where we don't hit these goals right. and we got to be able to forgive ourselves and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is why I didn't hit it or. Uh, this came up and my priorities shifted or, you know what, turns out that really wasn't my goal. I don't want to do that. Well, you got to learn to pivot, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you find out halfway in that it's not something that you really wanted or it's not giving you what you thought it was going to give you and you pivot. And so, you know, failure is in stopping. Uh, failure is in not in not succeeding. And so the failure would be not trying. And so it's very important. I created a program called Come As You Will Be. And what we do is really pick out aspirational goals personally, professionally, relationally, financially, and physically. And then we really hyper-focus on each goal in each of those areas for that 12-week period. And that way you catch your breath, you know, and then you go and you attack it for an additional second 12 weeks. And you just continue to do that forever how long it's going to take for you to accomplish your goal. A lot of us are wired for those short sprints. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's powerful because, I mean, ultimately we're, we're doing a – a long run, a marathon. Uh, but yeah, those short sprints help us, you know, get that focus, get that next piece. Well, you get in great. trouble when you etch it in stone and then you feel like I can't change it. And that's not true. It's like, you know, let's test it for a 12 week period and reiterate, you know, pivot and then set your sights on the next 12 weeks. Well, I think that goes along with the growth mindset. So instead of having it fixed, you're having a, a growth mindset where you're looking at it as not a failure. You didn't fail at this. You didn't fail the test. You literally learned something new or learned, had a learning experience about what you did. And that's the thing I shifted in my own mindset about goals is how can I use what I just went through as a learning experience in order to apply it to the next action? Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. Eric, anything to add? So much. I'm just, I'm thinking about all this, all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, was, I was thinking about my journey from uh, growing up in a place where I was really fixed mindset right you can't you can't like you just are who you are and some of the experiences that i had like uh, as a kid growing up and i remember going to baseball tryout a little older like maybe middle school you know and not having practice at all because nobody told me to practice right or or uh doing musicals in in high school i was not a singer i was but like what it would have taken uh to like succeed at that 
and to where I am now with podcasting, right? Where that's, that is exactly what I've done with that growth mindset. It's just an interesting journey, uh, to, um, about how that, how that works, you know, and, and, you know, we don't always get that, but then you can, you can acquire it. Right. Which is one of the things that I really love, um, about, about goals, about mindset. Yeah. I mean, it's like a neuroplasticity, right? That, that ability to change your, your thought patterns, uh, learn new skills, no matter what age you are. Yeah. Carol Dweck uh, talks about that a lot in mindset yeah. and the important factor though, is the people that you surround yourself with for the accountability has to have a growth mindset. Right, so we got to be careful when we're selecting partners. Yes, yes. Uh, my extended family, the one I mentioned earlier, they were definitely not growth mindset. They were, you know, they would you you grew up with phrases like, "Why are you reading a book? Book's never going to get you a job." <laughs> right. oh. And I'm like, "Oh, well, if I could talk to you today, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say I don't want a job. I want to own the business. Yeah, right? yeah. There you, go. you keep working, I'll own the business. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, just reading, expanding your mindset. And it was, but that was like a limiting belief they had and wanted to project onto other people and. You know, that's something to keep in mind, too, is that, you know, when you are sharing it with folks, uh, you're going to identify, they're, they're going to let themselves be known who's that growth mindset person who will support you and who's that fixed mindset person who's going to hold you back because you represent everything they're not doing and there's no way they're going to allow that to happen. Jerry, I'm curious, where was the pivotal moment for you when you put a stake in the ground and you said, hey, you know what, I'm going to be different. Like what transpired in your mindset that caused you to go on that trajectory it was a three-year window um so my parents divorced when i was 11 and man he just got me you got me um so um my my father was suicidal uh, my brother and i were staying with my dad and uh, we saw him attempt to commit suicide every day for about a month before he finally got caught he had a scar on his neck that he couldn't hide uh, he was in the army uh so we went through foster care we lived with an aunt and uncle finally get reunited with my dad who's healed uh, we moved to California to be, you know, to get support from his extended family, from his parents, his brothers, so my extended family. And uh, that's when we hit that family. I was close to age 12 by then. Uh, and everybody in this extended family is hurting, going through divorce. You got a grandfather who's just chipping away at everybody's ego because he's got to be the big dog in the family. And you see the toll it's taken on the sons. They all feel they're not adequate and they all just had wives leave them except for one uncle. And uh, all those dads who had uh, or uncles who had a, a wife leave them. They're picking on their kids. Actually, I became the runt because I was the biracial outsider in the family and uh, I didn't blend in. So I, I grew up with names like Gook and Chink and Nip and Halfbreed and Boat Person. I'm like, this sucks. But look and, what you did with yeah. it, though. You took something that most people would have crawled under their desk in a fetal position and you said, no, I'm going to choose to let this devastation, this travesty in my life make me better. Yeah. And that's a real encouragement to these listeners today out there that are going through similar things. We have a choice. Yeah. And you yeah. chose to make something of yourself. I think uh, I had a really good group of friends uh, in middle school, well, more high school. So that's about when I was 14 years old. And I just looked up and looked at my friends and I'm like, these guys want to go on family vacations. They want to see grandma and grandpa. They love their cousins. I hang out with them and their cousins. These guys are great people. Their parents, if they're still married, love each other. I'm like, this is completely different than what I've got. So what I have does not have to be. And so I just started taking notes what my friends and their parents were doing and, and started shaping that I wanted my life to eventually be like. Answer. You saw a vision of I what did. it could be. Yeah. 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 Well, like Aaron said, you know, you made that decision, you know, hurt people, hurt people because they're hurting. And I totally believe that 
empowered people empowered people because they're empowered right and you made that decision like i am drew the line in the sand i am not going to end up like this and then you became empowered just by making that decision and then that led to making more empowered decisions i think it's interesting also a lot of people that make radical transformational experiences are as the result of these devastations people that follow me know that i had an automobile accident and killed a pedestrian and it was a pivotal moment in my life because i said hey i had success but i had no significance and now I've devoted the entire fourth quarter of my life to helping look out, be the giver, not the taker, right? It was that Mike Michalowicz called me recently. He's writing a new book, wanted to interview me about that topic. And he said, more people have these catastrophic events in their life and they can do one of two things. They can sit down and die or they can move on. And you chose the greater path. And so it's very inspiring. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think part of that also is because I had seen my dad attempting suicide. Uh, that was not an option for me. I'm like, I'm not going to go out like that. And so it's like, well, if I took that off the table, what do I have to do now? I'm, I'm, I don't want to be like everybody else in this family. That Why? There's no reason for that. And uh, so, yeah, I just thought, what if I do it differently? And oh man, that was, geez, I'm 46 now. So that was 32 years ago. And, and so it's not like I drew the line in the sand. I was instantly like this person I wanted to become. It's like I had to unlearn 14 years of behavior patterns and not just. Yeah. So that was, oh gosh, it took more than double <laughs> the lifespan. Good for you there. that you did yeah. it at 14. How many people out there that are listening are doing it at 30, at 40 and 50, unlearning all of the, the generational childhood things that we've experienced shape our adult decisions right so you allowed it to only go on for 14 years so if you're listening make that decision today to change that i didn't expect this to, to turn on me this is so cool <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. well this is this is your show so we get to interview you but you and uh, yeah, i normally don't showcase me it's always about the guest and and i mean you all got a lot that you bring to the table that's that's why you're in here and wow thank y'all uh now accountability we talked about it a little bit you know the importance of having people who are growth mindset driven uh who are going to be supportive uh tell us a little bit about uh we'll start with eric uh the christian podcasters association cpa gold is a specific membership that helps people um tell us more about that and how that y- you help them achieve their goals yeah so uh that's part of our larger group of christian podcasters association which is a facebook group we have about 3,000 people in there, which is great. Christian podcasters helping them connect, learn uh, about the, you know, how to do all the things. And then, <laughs> and then uh, you know, just grow. I really yeah. believe that uh, podcasting is as much a personal uh, growth journey as it is an audience growth journey. But then within the specific membership, we get together every Tuesday night and we talk. We uh, go through the, I say, from mindset to monetization. So all the things. And we bring in speakers sometimes, we mastermind sometimes, and we just challenge each other to to do that. And so we do, you know, sometimes I'll, we'll talk about goals, right? And we'll say, okay, what are you working on? We do that twice a year. So at the end of the year, in the middle of the year review, what have, what have we done? What do you want to do? And and uh, kind of set that on paper so that we know we have that target that we're working towards. Yeah, yeah. We just went through that conversation a couple of weeks ago, yeah. in fact. Yeah. So... I got, I got some work to do. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to ask you about that in December. So. Right. Yeah. In a couple more months, it's like, Hey, where are you with these things? Or, uh, or yeah. in a, in a, in a group. So sometimes we update as well and see, yeah. what, see what we're doing. Shay, I uh, know uh, I'm thinking about Lima Charlie network, but you're also involved with something called fire starters uh, and the military creator con. And uh, I mean, you, you're networked 
in, in a bunch of networks. Uh, tell us about uh, where you draw like accountability and support. Uh, and, and yeah. Well, I'm just thinking about the story when you were 14, you had this amazing network already that was literally speaking life into you at that moment. And for me, I heard, and I'm going to get the quote wrong, it's you become the five people that you surround yourself with, right? And I was looked around and don't get me wrong, my friends, my my support system, my family was okay, but I wanted more than where they were. And I was like, okay, so if I want more than what they were, what do I need to do? And I literally just started on the computer, on the good old internet, researching millionaires and billionaires. And was like, okay, so what is it that they do? And there were so many different answers that I got, right? And I started to then read books like uh, how to influence people, right? And one of the things is meet people, be a go-giver like uh, um, Bob oh, Berg talks yes, about, yes. right? I love that book, Go-Giver. So, you know, give, introduce people, connect people. If you help enough people get what they want, eventually you'll get what you want, right? And I just have lived my life like that. So that's how I got connected. That's what podcast movement has done for me. And since 2019, where we first met Jerry, and Aunt and Eric too. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is just such an amazing community. But then I live my life like that. So yeah, Lima Charlie Network is that one what we're part of is just this fantastic group of individuals that really help each other grow in their podcasting and in their personal life too. If they need something that so they can reach out and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Like I had a recent move and all of you guys were so great. Like, you know, do you need something? Can I help you? Do you need to vent? Like, how is the transition going? Because you all had lots of experience with transitions within the military and I hadn't. So it was just such, it was so amazing to just be able to find different networks in whether it's Facebook or whether it was a a meetup group to just look at people as how can I help them and how can I connect them, which is what I do all day long. And I love it. It brings me energy because just like, Right here. I'm like, hey, have you met this person? Oh, you need to meet this person. And this just happened at um, another podcast conference we were at in May. I literally had been hanging out with these two people separately for the whole week. And at the last night, I'm like, hey, have you met each other? Because you're both out in L.A. And they're like, no. And come to find out one is a tennis coach. The other one has been walking by the gym that that tennis coach works in and needs a tennis coach. And I was like, there we go. My job here is done. <laughs> so for me, it's about being able to, one, be vulnerable and ask for help when I needed it. And two, surrounding yourself with people that are literally going to lift you up and also be honest and transparent with you if they're like, yeah, you don't want to do that. And that's powerful, too. And, and goes back to the, the having those affirmations for what you want your life to be like and then surrounding yourself with people that you know will be supportive and, and help you grow as opposed to, no, don't do that or, or not do that because... Um, I don't want you to do better than me. Yeah, it's, yeah, you avoid those folks. Well, so. that's a fear-based thing. Yeah. Don't do that as a fear-based thing. So, you know, that's what I coach in. So I can see right through that. But if they're asking me or telling me literally like that, what is that going to do for you? They ask, they support me in a different way than just saying an order of don't do that, right? They'll ask you, tell me your thought process around that. So someone who asks questions, I think, would be huge. Too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. That's something to look for, folks, when yes. you're looking for that accountability with your goals. Uh, I looked at Eric when I said that. I don't know why. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's going to ask you questions later. Watch. Yeah, yes. I know, right? Uh, like, ah, oh, darn it. It was in our show, too. He knows I know. Uh, so Aaron, <laughs> uh, I'm off the top of my head, I'm thinking about Iron Sharpens Iron, the, the mastermind group. How does that help people achieve that next level for them? Yeah, every applicant that signs up for Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind, one of the key things that they say is they need to be held accountable. 
And so you got to break that down. You got to think about what does that even mean? And it's got to be a willing participant. First of all, you can't impose accountability on anybody. You've got to be willing to subject yourself to the scrutiny of other individuals, of people that want to walk alongside you. So like, what are you going to do to anybody anyway? Right. I mean, just like, well, well, okay, you didn't do it. So what am I going to do to you now? Can't send you to jail. And so, but people (laughs) want to be held accountable. They want to be called up. They want to be called to a higher standard. So for us, we created the Come As You Will Be program, and we aligned with that a digital accountability tool that every week you have to rank yourself where you're at with your task in all five areas. So every week that accountability tool is posted in your group's Facebook. Everybody gets to see the result. Well, nobody wants to go in there and not have accomplished their task. Like you don't have a loser on your forehead, right? Yeah. right? So you do the thing. And so when you don't, it's like, come on, Jerry, you can do this. Well, if you don't have accountability, who's going to say, hey, Jerry, you got to do this? Nobody. So we procrastinate. We kick the can down the road. Next thing you know, you've got a new goal. And no one's held you accountable to the previous goal. So we really focus at a very high level. We have accountability partners. We assign you every month. You have a new partner. So people are walking with you every day. On a personal level, for me, 30 years, every Monday at 630, I meet with three guys. And we do this in person. And they ask me intimately questions about my personal life. They know everything about me. If I didn't have that, I probably would have made some horrific decisions along the way. And I know I've got to report to these guys every single week. You do that for three decades. That's a high level of accountability that kind of keeps the guardrails up and helps you walk the straight and narrow. Yeah, I've got a small group of guys. We call ourselves Bible and Bacon uh, because we'd go to Steve's house and eat bacon and talk about the Bible. But we'd dig into our lives like what's going well what's not going well how would you rate your marriage going on right now or your your relationship with your kids and uh just to get it out there and get some feedback uh based on like how we're talking just our mindset as we're talking about the event you know would help us reframe our perspective on the situation all of a sudden like we're like superstar husband when we go home we're like hey honey what do you think about this and she's like yeah I didn't think you understood where I was coming from for that. I'm like, oh, man, I love these guys. This is awesome. (laughs) Well, see, it's pretty cool when you have people around you that know you intimately that can ask you those accountable questions because we're in isolation. The pandemic really uh, did that to us to a higher level of degree, and isolation is the enemy of excellence. And if we want to really excel, we've got to get around other competent, capable people that can hold you accountable. I've got one guy, a friend of mine, uh, Scott Bram, when he holds his friends accountable, the guy is powerful when he does it because he just asks you a question and he stares at you, says nothing else. He gives you the time to think about your excuse, get past your excuse to get to the answer, and then he holds you accountable to the answer. And you're like, I hate this guy. I love this guy. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, but yeah, you just made me think about Scott. Uh, now, if folks want to um, get in touch with you, learn more about Iron Sharpens Iron, how do they find you? Yeah, go to viewfromthetop.com. Uh, we would love to interact with you to see if we can help you, uh, you know, fill out an application. You're not committed because of that, but it gives us an opportunity to discuss where you're at. If you want to accomplish some amazing goals uh, and be held accountable, reach out to us. Awesome. Uh, Shay, if people want to reach out to you and learn more about the chief excitement officer, how do they reach out to you? Yeah, you can go to my website at shaysparks.com, S-H-A-S-P-A-R-K-S.com. And you can connect with me on all my social media links as well that's on the page, but I go by Shay Sparks on everything. And send me a message. I love to hear, you know, people always ask me questions all the time. My email is askshaysparks at gmail, and and I have hey Shay at shaysparks.com. And people will ask me things that are so random, and yet it's 
it's not random at all. I feel like everyone has a question about something and it can be relationships or business related or podcasts or even veteran resources. And on my on my on my podcast, if I may, there's a intro. They can have um, a call with me. They can go straight to my calendar link and set up a connection call and see how I can how I can connect with them and support them. Nice. Nice. And Eric, I know your phone number is five, five, five. Eight six seven five three zero nine. So just give them a call. <laughs> uh, send them, you know, what you're eating for dinner. All that gets. No, I'm kidding. How do people reach out to you? Yeah. Right? Uh, so the website's christianpodcastersassociation.com. You can connect there. Uh, check out uh, all the all the memberships and everything that we offer. So nice. And then uh, going back around the horn, uh, one last word of wisdom you'd like to share with those listening right now? Yeah. Well, whatever your goal is, uh, you just need to start. Right. So just get get going and um, take that one step. And so it, it all begins with that with that one action. I'm going to say find someone that's doing better than you and then connect with for that aspirational goal that you want that they already have. Connect with them and see how they got there. Listen to their journey. I guarantee you it wasn't a straight line to success. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think fear really holds a lot of people back. And I just want to encourage you today to fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and develop a mindset uh, of I can do that. My mom had a saying when I was a child, can't, couldn't do it, but could, did it all. And I've adopted that mindset for my entire career. So just develop a mindset of I can do it and just be fearful of missing that opportunity more than you fear failure. Nice, nice. Eric, Aaron, Shay, thanks so much for jumping on here to talk to Rudder Nation. Uh, glad to know you all. And uh, we'll get you on again to have your own solo shows That's with good. us. That's good. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Jerry. Now, I hope you got a lot out of this conversation I had with Eric, Shay, and Aaron. As we talked about goals, why we should have them, how they work for us, why Shay does not have goals. And we also talked about the value of accountability and checking in with somebody with regular reports and tracking our progress. So if you found value in that, hit the share button and share this episode with somebody you know, a friend, a family member, a coworker, or that neighbor across the street. That's right. And if you want a free tool to help you write down your goals, your why, your big bucket list, and then break it down into actionable items, then I recommend you download my free resource called Measure It to Make It. Because you get what you inspect, and as you track your progress, even if you share it with a friend or somebody you trust, like a coach, you're going to find that you're able to see when you're hitting success and where you're falling away from it. But as Shay said, keep in mind that you don't want to beat yourself up with that. So to get that free resource, go to beyondtherut.com slash goals. There you can download that for yourself. If you want to check out the show notes and find where do these folks live on the internet, then go to beyondtherut.com slash 337. There you'll find links to their shows, to their websites, and also this whole tool I was just talking about, measure it to make it. Now, I'm glad you joined me this week, and I look forward to joining you again next week. But until next time, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Capshow team today and join me inside that community.